Hey everyone, welcome back to another video here where we're going to be covering some information from the making of Revenge of the Sith book, written by J.W. Rinsler. May he rest in peace. Now, this is a video that probably won't be pushed in the algorithm and a lot of people won't see it. So if you are seeing it, consider yourself lucky because this is some information that I don't think really anybody knows about, especially considering that it's just a few lines at almost the end of this book but it really encompasses George Lucas's thoughts on Anakin Skywalker the entire way through his life. So when he was a kid all the way until he was Darth Vader and in the end when he died. It's a small little snippet, I'm not gonna drag the video out, but it's very profound and important. So let's get started. Ian McDermott joins them. Hi Ian, how are you doing? Lucas says, welcome to the picturesque veranda. He then walks to the set and says to Christensen, Make sure it's personal. It goes up and down. Take a few beats in there. You understand where my instincts are coming from, Christensen says. I'm trying to give it sort of a monotone. Yeah, but a monotone isn't right. You're emotional here. You've made a decision, but you don't know if it's the right decision. There's always good in you. And this little part is always asking, what am I doing? Even at the very end, that's what makes you turn and kill the Emperor. Christensen nods in agreement. At this point, you're not completely cold. The point where you become numb and flat is when you say, I hate you to your best friend. Lucas continues adding, That last take was really good. I spent the whole weekend rewriting the scene with you and Palpatine. When you turn, I've added some more to that. I've stretched it out and given you a little more to go on in terms of him pulling you in. So, right here guys, check it out. George Lucas says that even when Anakin was Darth Vader, he is still asking himself, what am I doing? There's always this little bit of doubt, and there's always this little bit of good in him. You heard it right here from George Lucas himself. Now, this is something that's been time-capsuled back to, I think, about 2003, because it was a few years before Revenge of the Sith came out, so it would have been, you know, which was 2005, so this was just, you know, 2003, 2004. This is definitely 20-plus years that no one is really talking about this. Now, yes, we know many times George and other people have said that Anakin was always the chosen one, even when he was Darth Vader, but to know that there was always good in him, as Padme said, and that there's this little part where he's always asking, what am I doing? Even at the very end, which is ultimately what makes him turn and kill the Emperor. That is beautiful. It's this small sense of doubt that the little Anakin had within himself. All these years that eventually manifested in the right moment, in the do or die moment, where he had to 100% save his son, which was the last connection that he had to Padme, to his wife. I just think that's beautiful. I know many people might be like, well, who cares? But it just really brings things full circle where you're always now going to see Vader and you're always going to know that yes, behind the callous exterior and the numbness of him, you know, after he told Obi-Wan that I hate you to your best friend, he is still questioning himself. He is always questioning himself, saying, what am I doing? And this opens up a whole nother theory in of itself. It makes you kind of wonder, what if he gave himself to the dark side fully? How powerful would he have become? There was always this small sense of doubt within him when he was Vader. And you know, we have the suit that holds him back with his powers. We have the lava burn marks and everything that scorched his whole body and the dismemberment that Obi-Wan caused upon him to take his powers away. As we know, his ability to see into the future was completely destroyed after he lost to Obi-Wan. Not to mention his midichlorian count was pretty much halved, if not more. And so to know that he always doubted himself even in those moments really makes you wonder how powerful would he have become if he truly gave all of himself to the dark side. There was no small doubt or anything like that. Just like Darth Maul, where he would completely give himself over to it. So it's like, yeah, you know, we get to see Vader, who's 80% of the Emperor, at his max power as Vader in the suit. But what if he actually 
fully succumb to the dark side. And this is why I think Vader is so OP in maybe some of the comics or the games. It's because this level of anger doesn't become 100% until he is absolutely enraged. And so that's why I always compared Vader to the Hulk, because I felt like, well, this is a guy who's always conflicted, but the moment he's pushed too far is the moment where he unlocks all of his powers, at least, you know, to his capacity after losing to Obi-Wan and the Mustafar accident. It sort of puts things into perspective of just how powerful he would have been, but also explains how powerful he was in The Force Unleashed and, you know, other comics and sources of Vader stories compared to the movies. Now, you could imagine the times we saw him in the movies. He was so unbelievably conflicted the whole time, let alone when he was fighting Luke Skywalker, his son. So, I mean, if you want to take doubt and self-doubt and conflict and wavering beliefs, then, I mean, you have that 100% with Vader when he's fighting Luke. So this argument where people say that, oh, you know, Vader lost to Luke, he was trying his best. The guy was the most mentally unbalanced when he was with his son. Not only did it remind him of himself, of Padme, of the Jedi, and really accentuated this whole doubt that he has for himself and what is he doing, but it also created a massive rift within himself where the Anakin Skywalker and the Darth Vader became very distant people, which really would have wreaked havoc upon his ability to really use the dark side or use the force in general because he was always going back and forth. I just think that it's pretty poetic the way George explained Vader and Anakin and that he always had some doubt in him and that he always had good in him too, just like what Padme said. So I hope that makes you kind of see Vader differently whenever we'll see him on screen. And it also makes you kind of wonder, you know, how powerful would he have been if he truly did give himself to the dark side. Now imagine Anakin not in the suit, Anakin full-bodied, able, and 100% in the dark side. That would have been unfair to see, you know, just astronomically insanely powerful. Let me know what you guys think. Hope you enjoyed today's video, and I will see you all in the next episode right here on Star Wars Theory. Now, fulfill your destiny.